0: podcast so far so good on all of it and for this episode instead of doing a leadership highlight we want to give you a spoonful of why with Robin Herguy. Josh what's our topic this week?
1: So one of the things that we've been covering in our captains meetings at the battalion level is desire for uh, a safe organization, accountability to safety in all mm-hmm. aspects. Yep. And when we look at safety in the fire service and look for guidance and best practice the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation has established the Everyone Goes Home program. Right. And out of that, they have 16 life safety initiatives to increase the health and wellness, uh, reduce the, the possibility of injury or death to, to firefighters, and make sure that they have a long and, and healthy
0: career. And, have and, you memorized all 16 of them?
1: Of course I have.
0: Cool. Yeah. Me too. I just We don't have time.
1: No, because there's 16.
0: But maybe you can hit a couple. And... Yeah. I think we'll hit two. Okay.
1: And what I'd like to do is demonstrate my knowledge of all 16 by talking about the first one and the last one, because then the assumption can be made that I know the 14 yeah. in between all of those.
0: Yep. I'm on board.
1: But with our, our conversation on safety, the first and the 16th bring in, a, I believe, the most value to uh to what we're going to get into our Spoonful of Why today. So our first one is a cultural change, right? And mm-hmm. The Life Safety Initiative for Cultural Change is to find and advocate the need for a cultural change within the fire service relating to safety, incorporating leadership, management, supervision, accountability, and personal responsibility. Okay. Right? And what it goes on to highlight in there is that even though we are at the height of our, our technological, our training, our equipment peak as a fire service, we are still suffering the same number of injuries and deaths as we were 20 years ago. Right. right, that's that's still holding, and the, the causes of those injuries or deaths aren't changing, right? So, what Life Safety Initiative One is asking for is a, is a culture change within the organization that's focused and geared towards safety at at all levels of the organization, and a, and a personal accountability to safety, right? Mm-hmm. Which drives us all the way through the next fourteen into uh, Life Safety Initiative Sixteen: Apparatus Design and Safety. And it must be a primary consideration in the design and apparatus in the uh, uh, primary consideration in the design of apparatus and equipment, right? And it goes on to highlight that new technologies and innovations are available that can significantly reduce the potential for injury and deaths. And I'm reading that verbatim for it, right? Because what it's calling out is, is not just the design of the piece of equipment or the apparatus as a whole, but the incorporation of of technology to reduce the potential for injury or deaths. From our apparatus and equipment, and and both of these uh, feed into that conversation, that desire from the captains group for a safety accountable organization, and a new product that we're we're using here at the at Golda Ranch. So I think that's a great uh, crux for our spoonful of why here on episode four, and uh, we're going to go ahead and bring in a special guest to discuss that in more depth. What do you think?
0: I think that's a great idea. With us to help explain some of the uh, structure and concepts behind the GeoTab is Deputy Chief Jeremy Hildebrand. Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm doing fine.
2: How are you guys doing today?
0: Good. Doing, doing great. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for just walking in right after we did the intro.
2: And yeah, I was just to be walking by. So what are you guys doing? And
1: you shut the door super quietly. This is obviously not for your first time on a podcast.
2: It is not. I've been on a podcast before. Yeah. It was exciting. Well, not as exciting as this one's going to be. Never.
0: So talk to us a little bit about why the district went down the road of, of Geotab.
2: Well, the Geotab system is is going to provide us with a lot of information that we can use to keep firefighters safe and to keep the, the culture safe. Um, and I think I'd just like to piggyback on what you were saying, Josh, in a sense of the, the, the nationwide initiative for this sort of... Uh, change and, and these life safety initiatives mm-hmm. that are coming across. And, you know, we're a part of that. Golden Ranch is a part of that industry. And so there are things out there that we can provide for our, for our personnel that will help keep them safe and to um, drive a more safety advanced culture. So the Geotab is one of those things. There are many things, but the Geotab is one of those things. It's probably one of the newest things um, that we've added to our vehicles to keep uh, information flowing from uh, the the vehicle to supervisors to fleet and sort of put together a picture of what Golda Ranch is doing in going to and from calls, in going around the district, and just sort of responding and driving.
0: Which isn't just speed related, right? It, it's other features like maybe how f- how hard you are on the brakes or mm. how fast you might take a turn. Yeah, both of, like are, uh, both of those things
2: are both of those things are some data that can be collected. Mm -hmm. And if you think, um, you know, hard turn or hard braking, those will wear down brakes. And we want to know if brakes are wearing down faster or if tires are wearing down faster, or if they're wearing uneven, um, along that same line of thinking, if an engine throws a a code light, fleet is notified. So we can help, uh, fix problems or maybe even, um, isolate issues before they become too serious and and keeping the firefighters safe. Right. So, when
0: did they start getting installed, and are they on everything? Is it limited to engines,
2: ambulances? It's not. Uh, initially, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's maybe three or four months ago, approximately. Okay. Um, initially, they were going on just the ambulances, because ambulances were the ones that were traveling the furthest distance, distances by transporting patients from their homes to the hospitals, back and forth, all around town. And we were trying to collect data on um, the fuel usage, how many miles per gallon we were getting, how many hours were idling, how many, uh, you know, the, distance, the, the time and distance that vehicles were actually on the road. Um, when we started to gather this data, we found it was very interesting. So we showed uh, upper management what we were getting mm-hmm. and it was recommended right then to have all the vehicles in, at Golder Ranch have the Geotab installed.
0: Even <laughs> like fire prevention or yeah,
2: take-home all, vehicles? All, all those, all those.
1: I imagine being able to, to collect all this information from the logistics and, and fleet and maintenance of our, our rolling stock provides a tremendous amount of value in terms of planning what types of apparatus we buy, how often we buy them, how much, how much of our budget dollars we're investing in these capital items.
2: It is, and it comes down to a, a couple of things, and, and that's a really great question. First of all, um, the, the, my, the, the dollars per mile essentially is what we can break down now per vehicle. And also we take into consideration the age of that vehicle, how much parts cost to replace that vehicle. Um, Fleet put together and worked very hard on, a, on some vehicle replacement guidelines, which say once vehicles hit a certain age or a certain mileage or parts become obsolete, then they need to cycle out and we need to get new vehicles. Um, as those come in, we can monitor the miles on those, perhaps move them around the district if needed, Uh, because one is getting a lot more miles on it, and one is not getting a lot more miles on it. But we can look at that data in a quick snapshot uh, and and make data-driven decisions based on information provided to us by the Geotab that's automatic and it's completely data-based. It's computer-based. So there's no opportunity for... Operator error or human error, accidentally hitting a button, hitting a nine instead of a three, or or whatever. So we have all the information presented in front of us to make decisions, and all the information in front of us to help um, keep the keep personnel safe. Okay, and some of the stuff we
0: already had through different means uh, on our apparatus, right? Kind of like a, a a black box that you would have in an airplane, where you could you could recreate accidents to a certain degree in terms of speed or or different things that activated at different times. So we had some of that technology and this is more
2: of an enhancement of it. It's a, it's it's yes, we did already have that technology and we have it in the MDTs. First of all, you can track a lot of things in the MDTs. There are black boxes on the engines and on the ambulances and the, that tracks a little bit different information. Um, it can be speed, it can be, uh, throttle activation, whether it be 50% down or 75% down or whatever the throttle is. Um, it can, it can, when you say recreate an accident, it can show the, it can show what is happening up to the accident. Um, and it can show patterns of driving over a period of time. So that's sort of the information that the black box can provide. Um, the, the MDT can provide uh, location, speed, things like that. It can cross reference. It can cross reference. And then you add geotab into that, which is taking into consideration how much fuel is going into a vehicle, uh, how far that vehicle is dri- being driven. If there's any gaps in the information from the black box or the MT- MDT, the geotab can be there to, to fill it in. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and you did mention speeding. It, it does you can monitor speeding, uh, and you, you can do it in real time. Um, but in that same vein, we can look at our vehicles that are in California on wildland fires. And if they throw a vehicle code, we can self we can self check that and possibly fix it over the phone rather than take that unit out of service.
0: Right, which is a great option.
2: Right, and and it's really like you said just just keeping things safe. Um but there isn't just one there isn't just one form of data collection. It's now three that we compile together and then make decisions and uh policies moving forward. So
1: it it, it provides us that that full spectrum view where you were getting a piece of information out of one application, a piece of information out of another application that generally might not have been filling in the blanks. And it sounds like mm-hmm. Geotab slides right into that missing pie piece there to to connect all the data points to um, give fleet a, a solid picture of what's going on with our rolling stock. Is, right. Is, okay. So when when I think of when we come back to um, the Everyone Goes Home program and looking at at firefighter safety, the one of the things that come to mind um, is the age of the apparatus right we know that as apparatus age and it gets used harder it costs more to maintain but it, it's a less safe piece of, of uh, equipment to operate is that correct
2: that's true so in general of course yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and and we take our, our fleet personnel do an awesome job of taking care of our vehicles um, the ability to see what's going on and move them into perhaps slower areas of the organization where they would get less use allows us to prolong the life of that apparatus and make wiser investment of our taxpayer dollars is kind of what I'm getting out of that. Is that kind of,
2: that's, that's completely true. Okay.
1: So what I kind of want to just dive into real quick. And I, and I think is the elephant in the room with this technology is, is when we talk about safety is speed, right? Mm -hmm. And when we look at the, again, going back to the life safety initiatives, uh, I, I got to think this was born out of, out of a nationwide, out of, out of an industry thing of taking this holistic approach to safety. And uh, particularly when we're operating our apparatus that, um, it seems like this is a, a nationwide, a nationwide trend that might not exclude us. We, we might have some issues with that. Would you agree?
2: I would agree with that. And we can look at the, at the data provided by our technology to support that statement. Um, you know, we can go in and see what people are doing when they're driving. Um, we know that there are policies out there that do guide how we should be driving. And what this information provides is a check to see if we're actually following that policy. Um, if it's unsafe, we just need to self-educate and change the behavior and fall back into policy.
0: Right. At really more as like a training tool mm-hmm. than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Is um, you could get used to a certain kind of speed and it feel normal for you especially when you get used to code 3 driving mm-hmm. where people you know you are allowed with due regard on in the right conditions to exceed the speed, the speed limit so you can get comfortable at higher speeds in that apparatus and then before you know it you're you're doing it when you're going to the grocery store
2: yeah and and if you think about it outside of even just Um, because not everybody is an engineer, not everybody's a driver operator, but so I'm sure everybody's had the experience where they drive on the freeway, they get off on an exit and then they're going up a side road at 65 miles an hour, not even really realizing because they, they'd become comfortable with the speed that they were traveling. So it's, it's, it's just something that, that happens as, as we're driving.
1: So I, I think one of the, the, the pushbacks to, to change in our, in our industry as a whole, you know, is the, the concept of if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? We've been operating, we get to and from our calls, very, by and large, safely without, um, without a tremendous number of incidents, right? But also where this goes in my mind is if something's broke, we have to provide an awareness to be able to fix it, right? If we don't know it's broken, we can't fix it. And, right. and it, it, it sounds like this, this technology what we're putting in there can allow us to provide awareness to our organization and our personnel of hey there's a, there's a safer way we can operate if we are in fact operating outside of that
2: it, yeah I, I i can agree with that and i think that it go, it goes back to the perception of what you're saying if if you if a person thinks they're they're driving within the speed limits and safely and we can go back and say well actually this is how it really was it's it's not a punitive thing it's a it's a data, it's a, it's very objective. And it's like, this is just data showing us how you're driving so to, to make people aware and then to reinforce the, you know, the policy of the driving um, in those conditions or or how you're responding or whatever. Um, so, so how fast was Josh going when he came to work this morning? I have no idea. You, I don't, you
0: don't just sit there with everybody's unit numbers out and no, just, uh, I don't.
2: But but what, I'll tell you what, I, uh, this is, here's the honest elephant in the room. I look at people's gas mileages. I just think it's fascinating the gas mileage that we get and how long they idle. I, okay, cuz if you're be. heavier on the heavier on the throttle, you're going <laughs> to get less, right? <laughs> you well, you would, but I mean, I just I think it's very interesting this program can show you how much fuel you put in vehicles and then where you do it at and then, you know, as you drive. I just I think that's fascinating. But no, no one is sitting there monitoring uh, at all times. It's not that it's um it's, it's not used for that. That's not the primary goal of this program, right? It's, it's to collect data, to make decisions, to help, uh, keep people safe and to purchase apparatus in the future when appropriate.
1: So could this be used to exonerate the organization or an individual when a complaint comes in or an accident should occur? Could this, could this technology be used to, uh, exonerate the organization or the individual
2: i think absolutely first of all let's just take into consideration a a complaint from a resident about an engine going too fast down the road with sirens and no lights let's just Mm -hmm. take this example um we can check and see if we had any engines in that area at that time it could have been from another district it could have been from another department and we can come back It, it wasn't us you know sorry but you're calling the wrong people. Um, if there's an accident or an incident, it, w- the Geotab can recreate the accident to the point where it will show uh, hard stops, hard brakes, It will show where the impact happens on the vehicle. Um, it can show in, co- in, in coordination with the black box data and the video camera data that we have. When all that's compiled, it can, you know, let's say someone, uh, I don't know, just pulls out in front of an engine and and uh, in, insert your thing here that the engineer had no chance was not at fault. Yeah. Um, we can put that data together and then it's not a, he said, she said, she said, he right. said, do is, have we objective. have, we have absolute information to show, um, that our personnel were being safe and that they weren't involved in the incident as people are portraying. Cause especially in this, in society right now, you know, people will be seeking out opportunities at all times to take advantage of the fire department
1: feels like what you're saying is people could record anything they want on a digital media device and put it out there and allow people to draw their own conclusions before facts are
0: surfaced. Uh, no, people don't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't Does know what you're happen? talking about. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how do you get kind of – through the with number one being a change as as a challenge right. in the fire service, how do you get around that how do we as an organization get around that initial knee jerk, ah, oh, this is just big brother on me, trying to now they're now they're gonna micromanage my gas mileage by saying I'm I'm using ten miles a gallon instead of eleven on the engine and, and how can we as gold Ranch work through that together where it's not just a big brother
2: situation and you're talking about the geotap specifically here. Yeah, I think so. I think one of the important things to think is we've been able to gather information about vehicles. This for years, Yeah. since yeah. the MDTs, the black boxes have been on the, on the, uh, the engines, we figure out gas mileage, we just had to do it by hand. Um, right. So this is all information we've had all along just now we can click a button and it's presented to us, which reduces, work hours for personnel and we can get onto other 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 projects.
0: Yeah, and it's just another safety highlight. I mean, when you look at how these engines were built, you guys remember when we had to all sign the seatbelt pledge? Yeah. Because yeah. that was like a really big deal. That, that
1: is one of the life safety initiatives.
0: Well, and the crazy thing about it is like now you think about it and you're like who would be fighting wearing a seatbelt or right. you know, who wanted to go teen wolf in the back of that cab <laughs> and just surf it out. Yeah. Because it's, it's become such a natural, normal right. thing, just like I'm sure this was. And as we get more data solutions to identify trends or problems that we have, we'll just get comfortable with them. Well,
2: and if I can just follow along with that, it's not just to find bad things. I mean, you can find good right? things. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is a great way for us to do x y and z based on the data we've collected so it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not find the bad or it's not find the fault it's present data and see what we can do with it. Um, it with this technology out there it would be silly for us not to do it you right. know this can improve for our performance for the taxpayers it can improve perfu- improve the performance for personnel um it's just a, a a a way to do business that's available to us that can help personnel
0: well Thanks for coming on today. I mean, I appreciate uh, you taking a deep dive into some of the Geotab stuff and helping us dispel some of the rumors or conspiracies that yeah. that get out there, as will do with anything with change. Right.
1: So I imagine now that you've talked about this in this setting and it's going to be uh, recorded and memorialized forever, no one's ever allowed to ask you any questions about Geotab or the black boxes or MDTs again. Is
2: that correct? No. No. Oh wait! They can still come to you. They can still come to me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, they can send me an email. They can come and talk to me, and I'll be happy to talk it over with them. Um, It's. I mean, it just is what it is, and it's like you said, it's new. Um, Just like the service desk and operative IQ is new. Uh, These are changes that are happening that are improving the way we do things, and I still get questions about service desk, which is still you know a work in progress. Um, But no, my my door's open.
1: Well, all right then. Right on. Great. Well, you heard it from here, folks. Got any questions about Geotab? Call Chief Hildebrand.
0: And that's all we got for this episode, Spoonful of Why with Robin Herguy. We'll see you next time.